Welcome everybody. You're listening to the Creative Journey Podcast. We help you navigate the creative path to boost you up and inspire you to soar. I'm your host, Arlie. You can stay up to date with everything Creative Journey by hopping onto my Instagram and Facebook accounts at Arlie Cox. Let's get going. Good morning, everybody. I am up bright and early to record this little podcast for you. It's a beautiful rainy day outside. I have my coffee right next to me. I am sitting at my computer wrapped in a blanket so as not to um, have echo on this recording. And I am going to be reading one of my writings today for you called The Lotus Flower. And I actually was going to skip this reading altogether. I was going to skip this reading because I for some reason didn't feel connected into it and didn't feel like I had any backstory to back it up. I basically was probably just going to read it to you. And so I decided that this week I was going to skip this one and go on to the next one. But last night I had a very special friend visit me in studio and realized that there is a backstory to this writing and that there is uh, something in it that I can talk about to you that has connection to something um, more meaningful than I, than I thought it was. Originally, this writing is about lost love, so um, a paramour more so than anything. Um, It's about a lotus flower who languishes in the sun's light and how every night she blooms for the moon knowing that she can never be with him and he could never be with her. But there's something else that was driving me to read this to you this morning. And that is um, the story of the lotus flower and where it comes from and how it emerges every day from the mud.
So if you don't know lotus flowers, they're these beautiful, beautiful, bright flowers with all of these gorgeous petals. Actually, some species don't have as many petals as others, um, but I'm specifically thinking of the pink ones that grow in Asia. And basically, they grow from the most boggy, mucky conditions you could think of, and they they huddle there and they grow their roots in this like muck and darkness and earth and when they come to life they shoot the flower pod to the surface of the water and the flower pod is essentially covered in mud but because the petals are so perfect and seamless no matter what kind of dirt and grime is on the petal it seeps off perfectly so you're left with this gorgeous bright bloom that has come from the darkness Now the reason why I thought this writing became poignant last night is I started teaching again and in my studio lots of things happen so there's a lot of teaching of music but there's also a lot of listening and storytelling and holding space for people and um, I just, I, I love what I do, but last night a very special friend came into studio and was experiencing um, and has been experiencing something that I like to call a grief tsunami. Now grief tsunamis are something that when you've experienced trauma of any sort, they kind of come out of the blue. You think that you're on your healing journey and you're feeling pretty good about life and then all of a sudden um, out of nowhere comes this darkness and this grief that you can't control and you don't understand and more often than not it has always been there it has just been undercover and um, pushed way down deep into the depths of your own soul with my very special student and we had a chat and finally I realized like wow you know a lot of us experience trauma family trauma and um, trauma of all sorts and it's when you're moving through trauma it is almost like you're the roots of a lotus flower that are in the dark night of the soul just growing down into the muck and the dirt 
And then all of a sudden, there's a possibility that your bloom will emerge and reach high up towards the light. And that within that growth and within that hibernation and that darkness and that nesting period that you need when you're recovering from deep grief or deep sadness, that there is something budding or blooming or ready to grow or ready to emerge out of the darkness. so it's kind of a beautiful analogy you know um, that we need to grieve and we need to feel what we feel in our hearts and we need to feel sadness but there is also a place for understanding that it grows something bigger and deeper and more beautiful than we could ever imagine which is this beautiful flower. So I am going to read you the lotus flower, or the story of the lotus flower. The Lotus Flower Once upon a time, in my university days, I sang a song in German called Die Lotus Blume, The Lotus Flower, written by Heinrich Hein, set to music by Robert Schumann. The story is about a sweet, precious lotus flower who feared the sun, languishing day after day in its heat, so at night, when the moon shone, she would graciously bloom for him in all her glory. The moon, her forever paramour, she left silently aching because they could never be, as she is from the earth and he is from the heavens. Still, she blooms, knowing deeply that he can silently delight in her exquisiteness and she in his. My own take on a mournful love story, a true love known in the great expanse between worlds and never to be. Still hopeful though, the lotus, this tenacious flower, born on long stalks from the muddy depths, Emerge and sail above the water, reaching for the heavens, the petals untainted, created so perfectly that dirt weeps off them seamlessly every night, floating high and free from the muddiness of attachment and desire to open in love and to close day after day night after night. So, 
tonight I sit here thinking, my dream for us all is to be more like the lotus, strong, soaring, beautiful, knowing, persistent, to come from the past, thick mud and dirt, to stretch out and up, or to simply just be, without even one word spoken, a most beautiful thing continuously blooming in hopes that one day we will reach just far enough to caress the moon. Happy Tuesday, and no matter what, keep reaching, sweet friends. Keep reaching. So that was my writing called The Lotus Flower and I'm actually super happy I was able to read that to you today as again I thought I wasn't going to be able to as I didn't feel a really huge draw or connection to the words as of yesterday afternoon. And when I say keep reaching sweet friends keep reaching I don't mean in a pushing sort of grabbing way because when we have that energy when we're trying to do something or we're trying to heal it feels a little too intense and um, it doesn't feel really good to think about reaching in a like we're, we're trying to gain something quickly Um, What I mean by reaching there is just stretching sweetly up or stretching your arms out and expanding your edges ever so beautifully and realizing that it it is like a a fairly slow process, but it can happen within um, a short amount of time. So just thinking of that bloom opening to the moonlight every day and then closing to the sunlight or sorry opening to the moonlight every night and closing to the sunlight every day and I'd just like to take this time to uh, thank all of the people who joined the 60 day challenge. I feel like the creativity of the group is incredible so far. I'm so happy that people are sharing and feeling, um, a community and a beautiful safe space in which to share their art. And it feels like it's moving in the right direction. course depending on the popularity of it I think I'll do another one eventually maybe I'll do like one a year or maybe I'll even ask people to do um, a hundred day challenge I don't know it could happen I uh, I just think creativity and like using our 
energy towards creating something that fills our hearts, does nothing but good in the world, and there's so much healing energy that can be generated from doing something, uh, you know, anything with color or drawing or painting. It doesn't have to be um, that you're working on your masterpiece. It actually is just the first steps to working on your masterpiece and they're tiny, beautiful, sweet steps and all these steps add up to something. Because sometimes when we're feeling, you know, um, lost and alone and in trauma or um, in grief, um, the last thing we actually want to do is pick something up and uh, to put our energy into something creative. Sometimes all we need to do is lie on the couch and binge watch 18 hours of something um, curled up in a nest and I think that is all okay I think any way that you can get through um, situations of grief or trauma is the perfect way for you I um, also feel like you know I I came up with something last night and just popped into my head it's like we can put ourselves into shame spirals about not being productive enough or not accomplishing enough. And again, I think that's a lie that society has told us. It's like if we're not busy and if we're not doing, 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 that we're not enough. And I'm going to tell you right now that if your healing needs to be focused on and you as your as a whole person need to be focused on um i would say that doing is probably not the best avenue for you in that moment it would more just be like being just being and allowing your human form to catch up to your spirit form Thank you so much for listening in today and being here with me in this space. I really appreciate being able to spend time with you here and to be able to read you some of my readings and talk creativity. And I also, again, want to thank all of the people who joined the 60-Day Creative Challenge. You're braver than you know. I can't wait to keep going with you and see what comes out of this lovely little group. So have a great day and we'll talk soon.